welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Hello everyone. You may have noticed that our website has changed in its look and its style uh, and indeed um, in the way the information that we have on our website is presented. My name is Justine McGuinness. I'm the Head of Communications and Engagement for the Trust and we're here today just to talk about the website and the work that's been done behind the scenes to actually make us have the most amazing new sparkly website and one of the big changes is actually improvements to accessibility. Lucy, um, on accessibility, what, what are the main changes? What's what's made the, the big difference when it comes to making our website information more accessible? Hi, yeah, we're really excited, excited to announce the launch of our new website. So when we wrote the project brief, we knew that accessibility had to be at the forefront of the improvements. So the, the old website's over 10 years old and people's screens and devices have changed in that time, as well as the expectations that people have around websites. So when you move from one device to another, for example, your, your screen should change. You shouldn't have a different experience or a worse experience on a different device. Also, um, if you have a sight impairment, you want to also be able to see all the content. So whether you've got slightly different needs, um, uh, the website will change and allow more access to information that the old website just didn't have the capability. So for example, our new website, you can change the text size, people can read the information through a screen reader, the text can be translated, into a hundred different languages and read by a braille reader as well. Wow, that's amazing. A hundred different languages. That's incredible. Yeah, that's brilliant. Are there, are there any other changes to the content on the website, Lucy? Yes, uh, so the Trust Redevelopment website has been integrated into the new public website. So there used to be a separate website. You can still get to it by typing in the same web address. That's thh.nhs.uk forward slash redevelopment. But now it's all part of the same website. So all the redevelopment news and the updates on the project for the redevelopment of Hillingdon Hospital will be prominent on the homepage of the public website in the new section and in the redevelopment section. There's also lots of information about our part in the NHS Northwest London Acute Provider Collaborative. So we, as a trust, we work now in collaboration with the other trusts in Northwest London. And this is reflected in the content that you'll find lots of information about this collaboration in the About Us section. Um, and so uh, talking about the accessibility standards that we've reached, so the accessibility tools that we've implemented in the new website as part of us reaching the web content accessibility standards. This is a set of standards that websites should reach in order to be accessible to a multitude of different users. Yes, really important, isn't it, that um, everybody can access the information on our website, um, particularly anybody who's got any form of disability. So, Matthew, you're, you work in the Trust and you're actually the chair of our Disability and Wellbeing Network. Um, I believe you use a screen reader uh, to read websites. Would you mind just telling me a bit about your experience navigating um, our new website using your screen reader? 
Hi, of course. Hi, Justine. Hi, Lucy. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's really uh, important to also use staff here at the hospital to kind of promote and advocate, um, not just only for other staff, um, but also for our um, our service users and the, and the patients who live in the community. Because um, it's not just a physical coming to the hospital and using the inpatient outpatient services, but obviously it's also trying to to, to utilise the technologies available. Um, for patients um, who are wanting to, to access information. Obviously with Act, the launch of Access Able, that goes alongside um, the new launch um, of the public website. So um, I just want to make a, ever a slight correction. Um, I'm, I'm deputy chair, so oh, just in case sorry. the chair and anyone else in the network is, is, is listening to this podcast, <laughs> I just, just want to highlight that. Um, but in terms, from, in terms of uh, somebody with, with a disability and as mentioned, a visual impairment, um, the best way to describe how I access technology and particularly kind of computers is through a combination of software which is built into the computer which uh, increases the size of the font on the screen and that's kind of in partnership with uh, a screen reader. So for instance if you're logging onto a computer and you're wanting to access information obviously we would obviously i have i do have sight um but it was uh i did have more sight when i was younger so obviously it's relative so i can understand it what is like perspective for someone who can see well and someone who's obviously lost some vision so for someone with with sight you would you would just look at the screen um your brain kind of does everything for you you see the different sections you see all the links at the top and you just literally scan the whole page and you wouldn't think much of it but in terms of navigating for someone who doesn't have vision obviously um the people who design the software have obviously had to take that into account so they've had to kind of separate the screen into sections and those sections are headings are links um and that kind of those that structure of the web page in effect allows me to access the information and whether it's all the microsoft applications whether it's a well-built website like which our public website is now um and it's it's that access of information which which is obviously essential if you if we're wanting to kind of support um persons with with a visual impairment and it's that underpinning structure which allows the software to be able to do that yeah, so the way that each web page is built and put together, as Matthew says, you ha you uh, you label sections because somebody with a screen reader is jumping around the screen with the screen reader as a as a uh, somebody who can see the, the screen also does. You jump you jump around from headings to to images to links and put, putting the pages together in the correct way that a screen reader can also also do that is critical and fundamental to the experience of the website. It also sounds highly technical, Lucy. So it sounds like you've done an awful lot of work behind the scenes, stuff that people will never see. Well, you don't want to see it, but it's done, done in collaboration with Verse One, who've built over 50 websites for NHS Trust. So they're, they're very experienced. They do they create the underlying technology and we've put the, the website together in collaboration with them. So um, we're very pleased with the outcome. And Matthew, can I just ask you, you know, what what is your experience of the website? So, yeah, of course. Good question. So um, I was asked obviously prior to this podcast to, to, to have a look at the website, which was which was planned anyway. Um, and for following um, the request to provide some feedback, um, I think sometimes, especially 
when you're restricted in something um, with obviously my example with my vision less is more so obviously the formatting is really really important how things are laid out uh, and the structure and the formatting of where everything is on the page um, there were a few examples obviously I fed back on in relation to tables where um, sometimes um, with an image that needs to be labeled a certain way because um, if it's not labeled then the screen reader won't kind of describe what the image is showing um, so there was the odd image which was inserted which I think has been from my understanding has been obviously addressed and corrected um, and also with PDF documents sometimes they're not necessarily massively accessible and they need to be converted to other formats um, yeah. I understand that's a piece of work that the trust has been working on it's an ongoing project, so we're, we're aware of that, and um, that PDFs aren't the best format to be producing information. For example, when you're searching for information as a user of a website, you don't look for a PDF, you're just looking for information. So you type in that information and PDFs aren't as easily scannable by, um, by Google or by the search in the, the website. So we've got an ongoing project to turn all of our patient leaflets. We used to have a whole load of patient leaflets that were in a PDF file format that we're all on the page patiently fit. So that that page has gone and went quite a long time ago. And each PDF leaflet is being turned into a web page. So the information's still there. It's just more easily seen by a screen reader, by um, more easily read and more easily found through search. And it can now be translated and it can still be printed out in the form of a leaflet. So every page on the public website is a potential leaflet. So if the patient wants, the patient comes in and still wants a patient leaflet, they can still have a have a leaflet. And in fact, we've got way more options for leaflets now because every page can be printed out. Obviously, it could be translated first, text size change first. So um, the leaflets will be in better form, but they might not want a leaflet. You could also just send them a link because some people would rather have a link or maybe a link and a leaflet. So we've got more yes. options and that's an ongoing project. Um, Actually, if you think about how people access information nowadays, you know, most of us use our mobile phones for pretty much everything, don't, yeah. they, don't we? So, you know, a PDF is actually not that helpful if you're looking for information on your mobile. Um, and so it really does make sense, actually, to have as few clicks as possible for people to get to the information that they want to find. Yeah, and we've got a very diverse population in Hillingdon, so there's lots of people who don't speak English as the first language who will want a translated leaflet. So to have that function, I think it's very important. For me, it's, for me, it's all about tailoring the experience, and obviously technology can support us with that. So obviously, if, like you mentioned, if you tailor an experience to the, to, to the person, they can. See, everyone's needs are different, aren't they? So if we're able yeah. to provide a platform where those needs are supported, obviously the, the patient outcomes and will, will probably you would, you would assume will be a lot more positive. So that's I think that's the direction where it seems to be taken. Um, obviously, uh, thanks for having me a part of that process. Yeah, it's invaluable. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Matthew, for taking part in this podcast as well. Um, there'll be more exciting developments with our digital uh, digital uh, assets and. Uh, uh, the tools that we used for communicating with our patients but also with our staff as well so watch this space but um, the new website's definitely a massive improvement uh, and uh, it, you know is it 
ensuring that actually information can be accessible to patients and to staff as easily as possible. Matthew, thank you once again. Apologies for getting your, your title wrong. Um, Lucy, thank you for all the hard work that you've put in uh, developing the website. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode, tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.